Hey, thanks for listening. I want to jump right into some scripture and try to help you meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. Uh, Whether you fall asleep or not, it is so deeply restful and restorative for your soul to do this, to just train your mind, focus your mind on the powerful truth of God's Word. We're going to meditate on Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 26. I'm really excited about this, uh, the transition that we're hitting now in Genesis. But first, I want to say a special hello to you in Victoria, Australia. Thank you so much for listening. I think you guys have the coolest accent, one of the coolest accents. Uh, I wonder if you think I have a cool accent as an American, but I suspect I probably sound kind of dumb because it seems like your accent and uh, it really any other accent to me sounds way more sophisticated than an American accent. But hopefully my accent is at least not distracting from meditating on scripture. Let's pray and jump straight in. Father, thank you so much for this listener. Lord, I know that you brought them to listen to this right now because you want to speak to them through your word, because you love them and you have a message for them. And I just ask that you'd help me to serve them well and be sort of out of the way and that this would be a a really powerful and restful time for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 1, starting verse 26, we've seen all the other days of creation. God's created the land, the water, the sky, the uh, outer space, the sun, the moon, the fish, the land animals, the birds. He's created all this great stuff, but now we really come to the climax. Verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. All right. So then God said, once again, God creates through his word. When God says it, it is so. That's one reason why I believe what we're doing right now is so powerful. He is creating in you right now as you receive his word. But in this case, in the very beginning, then God said, let us make man. And why did God say, let us? Why did God not say, let me make man and keep it singular? What's with the plural? Well, I believe, and I think you'll find this borne out in Scripture, that that plural is indicative of the fact that God is both plural and singular at the same time. It's mind-boggling, but the Bible clearly teaches the Trinity, that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three, yet one. And so when he says, let us make man, he means virtually the same thing as let me make man. But that's a theological tangent that this passage doesn't really delve into. And I really am going to try not to do that. I really just want to keep the words on the page in front of us. So I'm I'm very careful not to lead you astray in any way. 
So back to the words on the page. Then God said, let us make man. Now that is full of significance. God is our maker. You did not spring up by accident. You are not here by chance. You're not really autonomous in that way. You have a maker. And if you've ever made anything, you know that there's a special relationship between a maker and the made. Let us make man. God made you. Just let that settle in. That's a foundational truth that a lot of human beings have rejected or forgotten. So just let that sink in. What what are the implications for you of the fact that you are not self-made, you have been made by God? Let us make man in our image. Now, what does he mean by that? What does it mean that God made mankind, humanity, in his image? Well, it immediately adds to the idea. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God made man, and he did not make man in a sloppy or random fashion. Man is designed, and that design bears the image and likeness of God himself. Now, what does it mean that mankind has been made in God's very own image and likeness? Well, again, just keeping this text in front of us, we don't really know yet, just based on this verse. But as we read on, we'll see. One thing that we can know, if we had read from Genesis 1-1 down to this verse, this would immediately make man stand apart from everything else God has created. Everything else God has created is good, including the animals. Animals are good, but they're not like man. They were not created in God's image after God's likeness. One of the follies of our time that I hear is people who have such a soft-hearted regard for animals that they put animals on the exact same plane as man, and they talk as if we're all just different varieties of the same stuff. Like we're just a certain, we're just a kind of animal. Like they're all animals, and that's the basis for a lot of extreme views about. Uh, diets and things like that, and uh, I'm getting off on a tangent here, and I try not to do that, but uh, just for the sake of our purposes here, you can see from Scripture that you are different from the animals. You have been made in God's image 
after God's likeness. Among creation, you, by virtue of being a human being, are special. So let's read on and see if we can gain some clues as to more, more exactly what it means to be made by God in his image after his likeness. He says, and let us have, I'm sorry, and let them, man, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So if that were the only clue to what it means to have been made in God's image and likeness, what, what would that mean? What does that indicate? I'll read it again as you think about it. Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, it may not be that that is meant to be a, a description, an explanation of what it means to be made in God's image and likeness. It might be just an additional teaching about man and his creation, but they're probably connected. But either way, let's just think about what it says. Let man have dominion. So one of the foundational truths about man, mankind, that's men and women. This is how the Bible, man is in all humans. One of the foundational aspects of humanity is that they have been granted by God dominion. That's a, an authoritative responsibility. They've been given authority and responsibility over several things in creation, over the fish of the sea. So we don't take orders from fish. <laughs> That's a silly thing to say, but we have dominion over the fish of the sea. We have a responsibility and an authority over them and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So it is right for human beings to exercise dominion over creation. Think for a minute about your sphere of authority and responsibility. But what is it that you have some authority and responsibility over in your life? Some of the things that might come to mind are maybe your children or your house or your stuff, your car. Maybe you own a little bit of land and that's under your authoritative responsibility. Uh, maybe work-related things come to mind. You have been given spheres of responsibility through your work. And maybe you, maybe some more general things come to mind like 
our responsibility over creation itself, um, whatever it might be, that is, that is a really good thing. That's on purpose. That's part of the way God designed it to work, that we as human beings have this authoritative responsibility, this dominion over his creation. Now let's read on into verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So here's a bit of a summary of what we just saw. God created man. Let that be a foundational building block of your worldview right there. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. That must be important because he repeated it. And then finally, male and female, he created them. Now, as I record this, we live in a, a time of, of great turmoil in regard to gender and sex. And here, the plain teaching of Genesis is that God created mankind with two genders, male and female. Somehow those genders seem to be a part of having been made in God's image. But that's not fully explained here. These are just big, broad, strong, foundational truths that if you can lock in place will form the basis of a solid, well-oriented worldview. A good understanding of the way reality works. Let's read on into verse 28. And God blessed them. So he made them, he created them, and he blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. So he blessed them and then he gave them some directives, some things to do. First, he wants them to be fruitful. So are you being fruitful as one of God's created image bearers? Think of a tree, like an apple tree. An apple tree can either be fruitful or barren. When it's fruitful, it's very productive. It brings about what it's designed to bring about. Are you bringing about what you're designed to bring about? And you know, as I think about it, if we keep going, we're, we're getting into things that open up new topics. And maybe it'd be good to not proceed and start at verse 28 the next time we're in Genesis. We've taken in a lot already. And if you're listening to this because you're restless, are you restless because you're in some way not living in alignment with these truths? Have you been living in alignment with the fact that you have been created by God, that He is your creator, that He is your maker.
have you been living in alignment with the fact that he created you to have dominion over his creation, that he is he has granted you and given you authoritative responsibility over certain things. Have you been living in alignment with the fact that he created you either male or female? And finally, for our purposes now, have you been living in alignment with the fact that he created you to be fruitful? What would it look like for you to live tomorrow perfectly in light of these truths? To not live like an orphan in this world, but to live in relationship with your Creator. Now again, I always want to point out, the only way to be made right with God, your Creator, is through faith in Jesus Christ. But that's one of, or really the blessing of being a Christian, is that we are reunited with our Maker and our Creator we're restored, made, recreated, newly created in His image and likeness. They get so banged up and messed up from our sin. What would it look like to live as His creature? Just think about tomorrow. What would that look like? What would it look like to live in, in a joyful embrace of the dominion he has entrusted you with instead of shirking responsibilities or dreading them really rolling up your sleeves and doing your best to glorify your creator by being a good steward of the authoritative responsibilities he's given you a lot of our restlessness comes from trying to live as if we had no maker, we had no creator, like we're on our own and can do whatever we want. And a lot of our restlessness comes from an attempt to escape or evade our good responsibilities God has given us. And a lot of our restlessness as modern people has come from a great deal of confusion about our genders and our sexualities. 
what would it look like to just live in light of and embrace exactly the way God has created you? What would it look like to dedicate yourself to being fruitful tomorrow, to being as productive as you can be, to being a creator instead of a consumer? Let's pray for God to help us live in light of these truths. Father, would you please help me and help this listener to live in light of the fact that you are our creator, that you have made us in your image and likeness, that you have allowed us to have dominion over your creation, that you have created us male and female, that you have blessed us, and that you've called us to be fruitful. In Jesus' name, amen.